0: so much. Thank you. Uh, good morning. It is a pleasure to be uh, out in a way, and somewhat on vacation. This is fantastic. And this is not only my first Christmas concert. Uh, this is my first concert to attend or give in 2020. So that's also a nice change of pace. And it's great being back here in Covington. Last year was, I, I just had a great time. So thank you for inviting me back. And uh, I just want to play a ton of Christmas music this morning. As you can tell, the pace of those first, uh, I kind of call that the heathen Christmas medley. Uh, those None of those were about Jesus. So I was just going to go ahead and get those out of the way. And now everything else will be more... Uh, Christ-centered the second half of the program, even though there's a lot more songs ahead. So uh, this next medley of songs, these are just Christmas carols, and they're some of my favorites, and I hope you enjoy these as well. So uh, my latest Christmas album, it's called A Merry Little Christmas, and it has a medley called Carols and Major, and that that, that I just did was a lot of those carols and majors and then a few more, um, but just a real quick piano music theory, very, very basic lesson is the difference between major and minor. So a major G chord is, sounds like this, just those three notes, very happy sounding major. Minor, all you have to do is change the middle note, and it sounds sad. So you would think, why in the world would anybody write a song and minor instead of major. Well, there's a lot of minor songs, and there's a lot of minor Christmas carols as well. So this next medley features all uh, Christmas and minors as well. Thank you. Uh, so I lied earlier. I did uh, just put something from The Sound of Music, my favorite things in there. So that is not about Jesus, so I apologize. Should have gone in the heathen medley uh, earlier. But so, yes, Christmas music, I mean, it is, it is just my favorite thing in the world to play. And if you, if you think about it, it's November, what, 29th? And, you know, most people are irate at Christmas music before Thanksgiving. And then some people, it's still kind of that weird purgatory time uh, between Thanksgiving and December 1st. So, like, some people can't even do it now. Um, But since I have to play it, I have to listen almost year-round because I want some fresh arrangements. Um, This year, though, I have... Just, it's been tough to be in the Christmas spirit. It's like, okay, well, we're doing Christmas because it's December, and that's what we do. And so just a, a brief um, outline of what I want to talk about this morning, and there's going to be songs infused with what I uh, speak about, it just goes back to 1 Corinthians thirteen thirteen. 13. Um, we all know it. And these three remain. Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And so just thinking about faith, hope, and love, all three of those are seemingly good-sounding things. Like, if I have faith, that sounds good. If I love something or someone, that sounds like a good thing. If I if I have hope, that sounds like a good thing. But the problem is we're born to have faith in and to hope in and to love not jesus and jesus what he does when he saves us he then will change us so that we have faith in him and we hope in him and we love him and are loved by him and i think 2020 has been a a wake-up call for me because I have faith in this world and a lot of aspects of this world that I think the world is going to deliver on, but sadly, the world is a very unfaithful promise maker, and I, I think that's more so it's more true today than we might have recognized this time last year, and as the promises are just crumbling around us The question is, well, if the world can't or doesn't deserve our faith, who does? And that answer is just clearly Jesus. And um, I had an album, gosh, I think it's been 2012, which is eight years ago, which is hard to believe. But as as I was writing songs for this album, it's a hymns album. And the hymn I was working on was Great is Thy Faithfulness. And uh, just a little bit about what I do musically, I, I don't read music, I'm classically trained for 10 years, but I just am horrible at it. There are better sheet music readers in this room than me. Uh, I don't really practice either, I can just, I, every time I sit down at the piano, I'm just playing and arranging real time. So it's like if you kind of remember how a song goes, the gift that God's given me, I'm just able to express that through the piano. And so uh, the nightmare of that is I can't play the song the same way twice. (laughs) And I remember my first uh, semi-large budget YouTube video. I, I did this. Uh, this video with this girl in New York, and she did her part in the recording studio in New York, I did my part in Alabama, and then we got together to film it, and she was like, okay, now just play it the exact same way you did in the studio, and we're good, and so I do it once, and and I'll never forget like that first 30 seconds, like my hand was just like flopping up Hitting all these notes down low, and I didn't do that in the song. And so I was like, "Uh uh-oh, well, this doesn't match up at all. And so it took about six hours to get it right. It took five minutes to record it and about six hours for me to mimic it. So all that being said, when I sat down to arrange Great Is Thy Faithfulness, I just played what came to me. I hated it. I wasn't a fan. I just changed keys, changed the style a little bit. Played it again, it was better, but I didn't want it on my album, I I just knew there was something more, so the third time I played it, I loved it, and I recorded it, and it starts off with just me playing one note over and over and over again. I could teach all of you how to play this, (laughs) and it's just one note. And then, great as thy faithfulness comes in with the right hand. But the left hand is just that static one note for the whole first verse. And I didn't even write it this way, but as I was listening back, God's faithfulness is musically represented in this song by that one note. It's constant. It's going to be there. We know what the note sounds like. We know... We know uh, how hard it's going to hit, how long it's going to be there. And and in this motion, we know that it's going to hit again because of the pattern of the notes before. And God has been so faithful in my life. I can't understand every single event that's gone on, but I can trust that he's faithful to keep his promises. And one of those promises and they, is that he will turn all of the seemingly bad things that have happened and landed in my lap, and he's going to turn those into good things, and that is that's one giant promise, and and he's faithful to keep that. So, and whenever I'm uh, anxious about something, and it's like, okay, God, you need to deliver on your promise, he does. And it might not be and most likely won't be in my timing and my exact way that I want it resolved because I really just want to get out of the problem immediately, <laughs> which is not how God works. That's not how he uh, built his warriors in Scripture that we read about. Um, and so I want to play Greatest I Faithfulness. It's not a Christmas song, but I just wanted to en- encourage you, and again with the faith, hope, love Thing, uh, this song best fit faith. So when you hear that one note, just be reminded of God's faithfulness. First John 1, 9. This First John is just a killer book of the Bible, by the way. It's a quick read, and it is just chock full of truth that we need to hear. But this, this is it. If we confess our sins, and he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And that is, that's just... One of countless verses that speak to God's faithfulness. Um, I believe that hymn was actually written based on some powerful language in Lamentations 3. And so that's a good read as well, if you want to read that along with kind uh, of listening to Great is Thy Faithfulness. But uh, I'm going to go out of, uh, out of order a little bit with Faith, Hope, and Love, just for the sake of the flow of the concert. Because uh, I've got one more non-Christmas song to play uh, with a story just talking about God's love for us. Uh, and I, I, love, I love this. Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. The God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trans- trespasses, made us alive together with Christ By grace, you've been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. And what what this basically tells me, and again, with, with how we're so easily tempted to love things we shouldn't or to love things that God doesn't love even, which is an even scarier uh, position to take. Um, It really teaches me, I don't truly know what love even is. And a lot of people probably are in that same boat. Um, But I I think you just, and I'm I'm stealing this. I saw it, I think, uh, Francis Chan first said this but he said it's near impossible to know what love is until you know who love is and i thought that was just a a earth-shattering perspective of what love is and so i wrote this next song also on that hymns uh album my story my song and it it plays two songs together Uh, One of those is Jesus loves me, and it's first because Scripture tells us that he loved us first. And then a second hymn comes behind it with my Jesus, I love thee, which is my love for Jesus. And it's only first possible for me to love Jesus because he loved me. And as I love Jesus... I know more about him and realize the depth of the love he has for me is so much greater, which causes me to love him even more than I thought was possible. And so this song goes back and forth, musically playing out that relationship of God loving me and me loving him. So uh, the, the musical aficionado's might be able to pick up on some intricate details in this. I've not even played this song in probably three years, so I'd, I hope it goes well. But, uh, <laughs> but, and hopefully you know those two songs. Surely, to goodness, everybody knows Jesus loves me. Um, My Jesus, I Love These are great hymn too, though. But I hope you can enjoy this song. about faith, we've talked about love, so we have one more and there's actually a bonus that I'm going to close with, but hope and uh, scouring Christmas carols with the word hope. Uh, my favorite Christmas carol to play uh, was the one that I chose, but before I do that I want to read Romans 15:13 for you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I I wanted to leave us with a practical takeaway. And uh, as I was preparing for this and just studying in general this year, Hope is something that has stood out. Uh, Marcus read about it earlier this morning, and there's, there's just so much there. And to me, maybe the biggest thing that I've realized this year is hope isn't only something that I do. Hope is something that I have. And I, I have it, and so we can equip it almost, and we can use it and draw strength from it. And sadly, there are so many people without it. They don't have it, and they're putting it in the wrong place. And, and there's nothing worse, really, than being hopeless. But we as believers are not that because of Jesus' love for us. He didn't want to leave his people without hope. He is the God of hope, and has given his hope to us. And this verse says that we have so much of it that we can actually be overflowing with hope. And that's my prayer for, for myself. And I think that's a great prayer for you as well. That as 2020 happens, people would see the overflowing hope coming from us. That can only come from Jesus. And that's, that's spreading the gospel. That's witnessing. Just for them to see our hope when the world crumbles around us, as it doesn't deliver on its many promises. We as believers have hope. And so I just want to encourage you to recognize that, remember that, draw strength from it, give thanks for it, uh, that we are a people that serve a God of hope who has given his hope to us. So uh, the lyric from O Holy Night has the thrill of hope, which I thought was a really cool uh, word as well to associate hope with, like we are thrilled with hope. So here is O Holy Night." So, uh, in closing, we're going to do two things. One, I'm going to play one more song. Uh, again, back to Romans 15:13. 13. Uh, I want to read it again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy, which we're coming back to, and peace, as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, joy is what I want us to sing about shortly, uh, but I just kind of reflect on how hope and joy are connected. And this uh, last song that I'll play, and this is a medley of Ode to Joy and Joy to the World.